When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stan C. at your service. To my right, Raf Camus. Right across me, Ro Moran. Welcome to episode 60. And we couldn't find a player who wore the number 60 who was memorable enough for us here in the Philippines. So let's call this one the Senior Citizen episode. For those of you who don't know why... You officially become a senior citizen and get the cake from Makati if you turn 60 years old. Sketchy yung cake na yun eh. Sketchy yung cake na yun. But hey, my grandmother gets it and it tastes horrible. Well, yeah. Because it's from the Binays. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend and my Lola, you know, both of them say the same thing, you know. Like when, when their households get the cakes, it's free. It's free. It just how, tastes how, how, like how, shit. How does it taste like shit? One of those sponge cakes. You know, you know it's like, it's a, it's like um, really, really low quality ingredients. Uh, it's dry. It's yeah, dry. Yeah. Oh, the, Which is what I call a sponge cake. That's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst kind. That is the worst kind. So of all of you senior citizens listening to us, if you live in Makati... We commiserate with you. God forbid that a B Night kid is actually a wrestling fan and listens to this podcast. Then we apologize for all of the sins that your family has committed. You know, for a minute, I was afraid no, that you were don't. being chill. No, not chilling. I hate the B Nice. So, Sorry, I live in Makati. No, no, I'm I mean, like, to that opinion. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything, but whatever. Let's just move on. <laughs> You're upper class, though. Who is. Wait, so, because we're talking about senior citizens, who is your favorite senior citizen wrestler? Like, I, I can't really think of anyone at the moment. I mean, uh, like, w- when you say senior citizens, Ric Flair comes to mind. But no. I mean... <laughs> but no. Is Bret Hart a senior citizen? Is he, Actually, like, 60? Bret Hart, is Bret Hart 60? Yeah, let me check right now. Or he's, he, I know he's pushing it, but he's not. Dude, he's 57. Okay. But, no, he, but he looks like a he senior looks, citizen. He looks like a, it's because of his hair. He never cut his hair. Yeah, because he never cut his hair. Right? Hulk Hogan, dude, Hulk is a Hogan. senior there, citizen. Okay, so you're gonna take Hulk Hogan? Yeah, fine, I'll take Hogan. What really? Just, really? just for lack of a better choice. I'm taking Pat Patterson just because of all the good things that he's done for the business, and because you know, he's he's a good he's, he's a good. Ever since he became a senior citizen, as as a stooge, okay. as a stooge, as a he, he was the first ever intercontinental champion. Yeah, but you know, he, he's done good things as a senior citizen, giving back to the business and all that. So I like him. So you, Ro. That's our time, Daddy. <laughs> how how old is Dusty Rhodes? Just fact for for our first fact check of the night. I'm pretty sure he's past sixty. He's sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Six, six, that, that, that's our time. He's that's sixty-nine, Daddy. Daddy. All right. So there. Um, <laughs> Gold Dust is fucking old, man. But he's, he's almost not, a senior citizen. Al- well, not, not almost. Not almost. He's 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 Dude, elder statesman. Yeah, he's he's, he's like an elder statesman. years away from being a senior citizen. I thought William Regal was at least fifty. He's only forty-seven. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. Regal is young. Regal is young. No, because I, I listened to his podcast with Jericho and TIJ guesting it, and then they talked about his youth as if it was so long ago. No, because he's done a lot in his career, and you, 
Like I think he's at least fifty five, but no, he's been forty seven. Yeah, he's been and in the business, been, and he's been he's retired for a while. Yeah, two years from active in ring work. Uh, he's been in the business three decades. So wow. that, that's how long Regal's yeah, been in the game. Maybe that's why it feels like it's so long. Probably, probably. I mean, um, you know, with, with some guys when they work, it's as if parang fresh but whenever you know whenever they come out. Kind of like uh, how you know we're recording on a Thursday, and when we played a song from the Backstreet Boys, Yo. it really felt like it was just so yesterday great. when I heard them. You know, when I heard some of these songs for the very first time, Good and it, it, it's a great way to segue into how <laughs> the three of us caught the Backstreet Boys concert Live last week. Live and in person. <laughs> And we got great seats. Oh, oh we oh, got really great seats. Thank you, Stan, for booking these seats. Of course. I, I, I'd like to think I have a good grasp of where the best seats are in both the arena and the big room. When you're trying to make the distinction between lower, lower, bo- upper box, upper box, lower, lower box. box, lower box A and lower box B, go for the cheaper one because it's almost the same thing anyway. Yeah, just go for the frontmost row, which is row six. Mm. We'd also like to acknowledge that we did watch this show with a good friend of ours, Yun. Nisi Iscano. The titty master himself. It, it, it's Iscano, Iscano? right? Iscano? Iscano. Iscano. Sorry, Nisi. We love you. When he, when he sees you next time. No, I think we might be seeing him at UFC, though. <laughs> and uh, that's something all three of us are watching as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be there Magic- this Saturday well, night. Well, we magically got tickets, Ro and I, but I know that you're watching with what your daddy. ticket. <laughs> Powers of ABS-CBN. Jesus. Anyway. I uh, love you, ABS-CBN. Thank you for the tickets. I, I love how... Chilling right here. I love how, you know, this weekend... This weekend's got a big fight feel. Oh, oh, big fight feel is an understatement. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're uh, an MMA fan... Let's get MMA out of the way. I mean, it is a big deal. UFC being in the Philippines for the first time ever okay. with a big card featuring former champion Frankie Edgar. Okay. The California kid, right? Faber. Right. Dude, the last ever UFC fight of Mark Munoz. Yes. That's, that's fair well. Much. The Filipino wrecking machine. So that, that's all happening. But you know what? The, the best thing that I can think of, like the, the biggest thing that I'm waiting for, Bruce fucking Buffer. As an announcer, watching this guy live for the first time, and probably the only time that we're going to get to see him, good God. I love it straight. It's time. It's time. I, I, I am so excited just I, to hear that. I know. You can get Mark Munoz on the podcast. Huh? Let's try it. Mark he, Munoz. He's a fun interview. Mark Munoz. I know that you're planning, you're planning on retirement. I know that you're a great wrestling teacher and that you have plans of bringing wrestling to the Philippines. You know, Greco-Roman style grappling to the Philippines. If you're ever interested in guesting on a podcast about fake wrestling, you know where to go. Scripted wrestling. Yeah. Scripted wrestling. I like how you made that description. I was, I was about to ask, does he even watch uh, you know, wrestling? I don't know. Maybe he does. Malay we don't. Oh, Malay natin. <laughs> All right, we got. He might even turn up at the PWR show someday. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet yeah. Boys. Yeah, I was about to say we we've got a lot to talk about. Let's let's talk about the Backstreet Boys just really quickly. Uh, that show was a lot of fun. I mean, oh, like we were yeah. we were four guys and a woman, um, marking Nissy the fuck sister. out. Yeah, including Nissy's sister, just marking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. And even busting out some wrestling chants and wrestling oh. hand gestures, which is kind of weird, probably for the people at the back. But like, you know, we. Give a fuck. We pay the same amount to be in those seats. Oh, oh I know, but just beca- because you pay for a ticket means that you are entitled to sit, to stand, to say whatever you want. And it isn't so hard to chant yes at the Bashit Boys. I mean, they got a small guy named Brian. Hey, hey. hey but Brian's not that small. 
He is. He was noticeably small. He is noticeably He's the small. smallest member of the group. You know what I like? I like how they still played up their stereotypes. Like, see Kevin playing brooding, cool, kuya, and then see Brian in Dora. It's legit, because it's not a character. Because, like, I mean, like, it's shoot. It's real, man. It's a shoot bad boy. He went to rehab. Yeah, AJ did go to rehab, that's for sure. He came out on Oprah to talk about rehab. You know what, what shocked me? Like, I, I didn't realize that Brian has tattoos. Like, he was always the good yeah. guy, the Christian guy. The, you the know, very Christian guy. And then he and comes he's out. he's less Christian now. He is Can he even be less have Christian? You seen, have you seen his Instagram post about what he saw at the, behind behind the Moa Arena backstage area? With, nah. Because they have... Moa has the same treatment as uh, Araneta, that oh. they have a big cross as well before, oh. the, before you walk out. Oh. He, he posted a picture of that, and it's just like... As a community leader and all of that, seeing this gave me a sign. Did you not? Do you not follow him on Instagram? No, I do. I do. I saw I do that. Not. You yeah. should check it out. Check it out, Brian. But just because you have tattoos does not mean you're a bad guy. Yeah, which is you know. And it doesn't legit. make him less of a Christian. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, was that what you were saying? I thought you were saying that he was less. Oh, never mind. You're a good Christian, Brian Littrell. Jeez. Uh, it's actually literal. Literal. It's literal. literal. That's not how literal? they pronounce. No, it's literal. Kala orin papi. Uh, it took me this oh, long into my fandom to realize me that too, it's not I, literal. I just literally discovered it. Literally discovered that. Yeah. That his name is Brian Literal, that not was Littrell. That a level pun right there, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, compliment. <laughs> one last bit. I, I, I have to say I love how they came out in those navy blue suits. It gave oh, me it yeah, gave because me you have one. Exactly. Are, are, you, are you coming out? Are you wearing that? For the May 23 show? I'm not going to spoil anything, but let me just say it'll be very much BSB-inspired. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, though, was was just oh, on God. top of Kevin, his game. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. He's so fluid. Kevin was like... Sing, Kevin, sing. Actually, yeah, we did chant that for a while. We tried, we tried <laughs> we to tried. get it going. It was also very much dance, Kevin, dance. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I have to admit, like, I just noticeably, very noticeably, noticeably... Kevin lingered a lot more than everyone else. And lingered, you know, like on stage. Like if you if you didn't notice, apparently he 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 did he had that long longingful look in his eyes. Longing look, long longing look when? in his eyes. When did this happen? Like towards the end of the show, he okay. was like the last guy off stage. Apparently, he just kept saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And then even when he had his solo spiel bit, he's just yeah. like you could tell that just like oh man, he this guy misses it. He does, and and he misses us, the Philippine crowd. Yun. I, I, last time he was here was 06, nine years ago. And he brought it up. He brought it up during yeah, the did. show. It, it was a great show. It was a great concert. Full house. Lots of people mm. that we knew were actually there. Um, gl- so glad not to see a lot of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, nobody uh, said crazy hi. night. Yeah, yeah, actually, no nobody said, said hi. I mean, yeah. no one ever says hi to us anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so fuck y'all. Except, uh, I mean, like, except for our homies. Except our homies. Like, guys like Joaquin Mendoza. I mean, like, he's the guy who says hi. Was he in the Backstreet Boys concert? No, but then, like, <laughs> at, like at WrestleMania, the WrestleMania oh, yeah, game party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Joaquin Mendoza, he's on the podcast uh, for this week. Uh, he, he's going to be talking about his time inside Yung Bahay Ni Kuya, and as well as his MMA background and how he's going to be part of PWR Bootcamp's Batch 4. So that's all coming up. Oh, he already is part of Batch 4. Actually, yes. Uh, good catch. Uh, we're also going to be talking about predictions. Two major shows happening uh, this, this weekend and next week. You got Payback on Sunday and TakeOver Unstoppable on Wednesday in the U.S., Thursday, Manila. The time and then when is elimination chamber? Elimination chamber happens two weeks after payback. Happy so, birthday to me! Right, so we have time, panama, to get the EC before we make our predictions. Like, you know, kasabay yung PWR show, no? 
Oh, Actually, yeah, like NXT? three shows Jesus running. Christ, guys. Three shows now that that PWR has booked the same week as NXT. And here's the thing: both promotions oh, book these yeah. things in advance. Oh, yeah. Oh. Does this mean? NXT watches us. Uh, WWE watches us. No, I think there's a double agent inside. I, I oh. have to do my research inside the board. I have to get close to whoever I have to get close to. But it's not you. I know it's not me. <laughs> if hey. it was me, I wouldn't be here with you two right now. Mm, we would be somewhere else. We would be somewhere else, probably having drinks with Soraya or something. At Sonsi's. <laughs> yeah, I'd take Soraya to Sonsi. I, I love how we're just calling her Soraya now. Thanks, Saucy King. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, let's get so. into uh, this week's uh, th- this week's uh, main main agenda. Let's let's do a round of predictions first. Let's start off with payback. It's happening this weekend. Uh, let me run through the card now. Pre-show is well, the pre-show match. Hindisha as exciting as your, your your other pre-show matches from previous pay-per-views. You've got the bargain bin mega powers, as Roe calls them. <sighs> Curtis Axel and Damian Sandow against Connor and Victor. We're not doing spots and botches this week, but you can be damn sure that was a botch. A huge, huge botch. Uh, there is no reason for Damian Sandow to still be doing this. They're already setting him up for a real guy push, but especially now. That, that his his reception is real. Not just that, but we're losing Daniel Bryan again, and we're uh, looking for that you know down to earth guy. And we thought we had him when Sandow cut his promo a couple of weeks ago when he quit being you know someone Damian. else. And ironically, he right comes now back he comes to being back to being Randy Macho Man. We love Randy Savage, out. but still, man. It's not. This is, this is crazy. I, I I would give. I don't anything, understand. I would give anything to have the savior of the unwashed masses back. because oh. at least in time, then he was being himself. To and, a degree. Yeah. and my predictions for this match is: I really hope that it's not going to happen. But I really hope the Ascension beats them. I want the Ascension to beat the living shit out of them. Just he, just because if it makes if it makes Sandow realize that he has to be Sandow again. Is this so real to you? No, I'm just... I'm, no, from a booking perspective, if it does, that would be cool. Okay. You know, I'm on, I'm on the same boat as you, uh, as you two, but let me just make a quick observation from Raw this week. JBL was actually putting the Ascension over at some point. Oh. So th- I think that's worth mentioning because he never really did that prior to this week. Um, I guess for the JBL character, he just hates no, um, Axel and Sandow more right now. He, he really just, um, and Michael Cole said this, he flip-flops so much. And he, he does. He, he always has. And yeah. it's sad. He doesn't know how to, do, how to do his job, really. So, what's the next match on the card? Okay, so, um, Rayback, Ryback and Bray Wyatt. Mm, Brayback. Brayback Mountain. Oh, oh, no, I hope Wyatt wins. He needs a win. Wyatt needs to win. Yeah, They're I'm, I'm going to have to go with Wyatt, too. And I, mean, I, I don't get the point of the feud, actually. I, I don't either. I mean, Ryback at this point seems a little expendable. Just a bit, just a bit. I mean, not expendable on a roster standpoint, but, you know, if they need somebody to job, he looks like the guy who's going to be jobbing. I, I wouldn't call him expendable, but they're not for me. You get what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. They They haven't exhibited any chemistry, you know, that's real. Like, you know, palpable chemistry. So I don't know where it's going. I mean, it's, for lack of a better term, random. Yeah. For me. Yeah, it's very random. It's possible that they can pull it off. But uh, it's, yeah, it is it, random. It, it feels but, random. But I think it's also because Ryback is one of, is a guy who can lose well to Bray. Oh, yeah, and he does lose well. Like, I have to admit that 
Ryback is one of the best losers right now. Not that he's a loser, but you know, when yeah, he yeah. does lose, it looks like he still puts up a fight. He doesn't look any, you know, he doesn't lose much. Right. Right. So, Antilat, Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt, unanimous. Okay. Two out of three falls tag team match for the tag team championship. I just love this. New Day against Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. And you know what would make this really cool? Mm. If all three members could tag in and tag out at some point. Mm. You tipo sa first fall, Biggie and Kofi. Next fall, Kofi and Xavier. Shit like that. But right now, Wikipedia says it's Biggie and Kofi with Xavier Woods. Mm. I think that your theory does merit something. Like on a second fall, they switch out. Yeah. Or somebody gets injured, kayfabe. Right. Injured during the match that they really have to switch out. And exercise the freebird rule. And exercise the freebird rule just because they brought it back. So I think, yeah. Um, But I do hope that Cesaro and Kid Team K-Swiss win. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm okay with either team winning. But since I cast my vote for the black guys all the time, I'm going to vote the New Day. For the black guys. Oh. Just because they're black. No, just because I like them. Okay. I like them because the audience hates them. Which makes you a heel. Heel Rose Basically. Back? No, the audience are heels. Which you are a part of. So no. you're a face row? The audience are heels because they cannot feel the power. <laughs> Shit. Stan, they don't big. feel the power. I'm, I'm probably voting for the New Day. Then again, I don't really care because two weeks from now, you got the chamber match, the chamber pay-per-view, and if... Uh, um, if the rumors are true, then we're going to be having a tag team championship match inside the Elimination Chamber. Which is going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. So, again, I don't they... care who the champions will be. Six tag teams? Yeah. yeah. You start off with two tag teams, but then the other four tag teams are locked there up in the pods. There are enough teams. There are enough teams. We can who, run okay, them down. So who, that's, wait, just speculation. Oh, it, speculation it, wise. Because so, this will okay. be fun. This will right. be fun. This will be fun. Uh, New Day. Day K-Swiss. Lucha, Lucha Dragons. Dragons. Primetime Players. Prime PTP. Ascension. 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 Oh, yeah. It's already five. Yeah. And then you have... Rowan Harper. Yeah, Rowan Harper is the last team. That's your last team. If if they aren't going to be put in there, which is highly unlikely, you can probably go and make a case for Los Matadores. Yeah, I was about to say that. The parang they're the long lost tag team. That might be fun. I also, fun. I mean, they're not they're not horrible by any stretch, but okay. Yeah. So there. So, so it's the first time for everything. Right. Mm. I'm I'm gonna predict the new day come out of this just because I don't care who the champion is he- heading into the chamber match. Yeah, it's a chamber. Must both be teams are fun. Right. Both teams are fun. Both teams are fun, and both should have the straps, but only you know they're only two straps to go around. I'm just really excited the mahaba magigi mahaba you match at least because it's two out of three falls. True. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's gonna go to the you know the, the last floor, fall. third fall fall for you know yeah. maximum drama. All right, uh, next match, grudge match between Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus. Ziggy needs to win. Doesn't he really won? Yeah, he no, won the but, last time. Uh, but, you know, yeah, yeah, the but way he's, he's losing. He's been so losing. He's, he's been losing. I want him to win. Sheamus, I don't see, like, I really don't see any scenario wherein Sheamus comes out looking as strong as he did at, when he came out. I think Dolph wins this, and they continue the feud into the chamber match for the Intercontinental Championship. Match. Possibly, possibly. Uh, that that's how that's I see it going down. Actually, that's very plausible. And I I'd like to think one of these two comes out as IC champion. One of these two. Um, but how about Neville? Too early for me. Too early. I mean, too early. Yeah, yeah. It's it's much too early. I think Dolph or Dean Ambrose would be your Intercontinental Champion, which means spoiler alert. I think but Dean Ambrose count, doesn't win the world title. Counterintuitive, counterintuitive, because like. 
Well, let's let's get let's get to that. Let's get to that. And when we get to that, but let's go through everything else first. Right. Um, I'll save it for another day. Sure. Grudge match again. Uh, this is the third match between King Barrett and Neville. If you recall, Neville beat Barrett in the pre-show of Extreme Rules. Barrett beat Neville for King of the Ring, Ring. in the finals. Yep. And now you have the grudge match happening at Payback. I like how they actually stretched this feud out to have the rubber match at the next pay-per-view. And it didn't seem forced. That's no. the thing about it. It was accidental, and it doesn't seem forced. Exactly. If it's accidental, it's not going to be forced. No, no there are some accidental like, feuds that it's just random and put together. But then this one actually feels like there's a lot more substance to it. Only than because of the King of the Ring. Um, true. Only because of that. But it's also that they have good chemistry. They've put together very good matches. It's a random pairing. It's a random it's pairing, not, but then it be, came out very... honest about It's come out very well. So who do you yeah. see winning? Barrett, I think Barrett wins this one. He needs uh, he needs to boost his profile a lot more than Neville does. Neville's already over. Neville's over it. With Fuck the way he flies around, everybody like I, 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 that's what I said. He doesn't need to win. People just need to see him fly around. And you know, King Barrett, I I don't think he's lost since winning King of the Ring, and I I think he needs to keep up this little winning streak. Parang first pay per view match more after King of the Ring na It kind of doesn't make sense, diba? So I would think that King Barrett needs this win. I like Barrett's chances with this. Um, I like the way that he's been booked lately. He, I mean, he could use more forceful, you know, more forceful promos. But he's been he's been very well booked lately. Right. So Barrett for me. Uh, next match, tag team match. You've got the Blood Sisters, Naomi and Tamina against Nikki and Brie. Uh, I mean, Tamina. Tamina coming back is a good thing for her. Of course. She's a good she's a good talent. She has you know, she brings something to the Divas division that we haven't seen in a while that you know, that monster heel type. Nahindi maganda. Nahindi maganda. Yep, that's true. But I see the Bellas winning this. I I, I really don't think that they're gonna lose. Unless of course this is the beginning of yet another Bella breakup. I don't know. Parang too much stock has been put into Naomi's heel turn that I think it's time for her to win. Parang, mm. if, he, if she loses, where does, where does she go from there? Actually, I was about to say the same thing. Uh-huh. This is why I'm also rooting for Naomi and Tamina to win. Kasi, oh, a tag match, though. Yeah, it's a tag, tag match. match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Paige is coming back in like a week or two because malapit na matapos yung, yeah. yung filming the movie niya. Right. But um, I was hoping that they would build a fatal four-way for the Divas title. Naomi, Paige, and the Bellas. Basically, Naomi filling in yung spot ni AJ dapat. But right. what if it becomes a five-way with Tamina getting involved? I don't think, I don't know. I don't think they trust Tamina as a singles competitor. Not yet. She's always been that bodyguard type. Mm. No, she always gets injured. Like for a bodyguard, for an enforcer, it's funny how she's Mrs. Glass. That's true, though. I've noticed that. She, she's never really had she's a lengthy run. She's never had a lengthy run, run because right? she always... Yeah, she does keep getting hurt. Like for She's the past, Mrs. Glass. For the past three years? Yeah. About three years No, 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 now. dude. She debuted with the Usos in 09 or 2010. Uh, yeah, the I Usos were brought out. I remember out. this. When she was billed as Jimmy Snuka's daughter. Right. Uh, Bret Hart brought them out as a challenge to the Hart Dynasty in 2010. And, and ever since then, Tamina hasn't really had a lengthy run. I mean, I think the longest run she had was like between 2010 and 11 or 12. And then she like disappeared again for it, uh, due for to injury or some shit. And then she keeps coming back and then... As someone's years. muscle. Oh, as someone's muscle. 
Diba? Like, like nothing more substantive. It's just uh, interesting to look at Tamina and how inga, for all for all, all of her strengths, so supposed strength, she she gets injured so so easily. All right, uh, next match, I quit match for the United States Championship. Cena and Rusev, the final chapter. Supposedly, Rusev, Rusev. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for Rusev for this one. I mean, we I have haven't... a theory. Okay, let's hear it. Is it short? Yes. Okay, go. Brian is out. Yes. Rusev wins. Yes. Cena doesn't challenge again. Mm-hmm. Cena moves over to the white belt. Ugh. And gets his grand slam. Oh, grand slam. He's, he's never, he's he's never, never won been the... Never. Never. Mm. Never. Interesting. After but... jumping from the U.S. to the WWE Championship, he's never looked back. So... Except for the occasional tag team championship run. Yep. Yeah. Which never really worked out. Well, yeah, two. One with Otonga, one with HBK. Yeah, I was about to say, and neither one <laughs> <Otunga>. was. <laughs> the Otonga one was so awkward, and then the. Yeah, I'm saying, we're saying that he has a tag team championship. All he needs is the, is intercontinental. the intercontinental championship. True. Parang gawin niya to parang parang Deathly Hallows or like uh, breaking a uh, new moon or breaking down whatever the final was. Yung parang may part two pa na finale. Like it, um, you know how it is after the big. I quit match. There's still like some random rubber match on on a raw. Like mm. I think it would uh, dilute the gravitas of the I quit no, match. No, um, I think he's uh, no. And then they're making such a big deal out of the fact that he, if he loses, he won't challenge for the U.S. Championship again. But so, Cena keeps going back on shit he says. Still. But I think there's something there. I but still, why, why mention it if we're not going? If you're not going to end up doing something with it, so it. a Chekhov's gun. Hmm? It's essentially yeah, kind of a Chekhov's much, yeah. gun. I'm still not over the fact that we're referencing Twilight on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, let's reference Pitch Perfect instead, because Lana's on it, baby! Hey! Thank you. Ooh. Cheap pop. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I just it's love not, the fact that... It's not much to spoil, actually. Well, if oh, you well, mention yeah, the context yeah, of why yeah, she's there... Yeah, it's a huge spoiler. Right. Okay, but so, anyway... point is, you, uh, as Ro said over text, you won't recognize her if you don't know who she mm. is. But when you do, though... Because she's good Jay. Yeah, but when you see her, you know. That's your girl. Mm. CJ's right there. All right, uh, last match, of course, main event, Fatal 4-Way. <laughs> Fatal 4-Way. Seth, Roman, Dean, Orton. I know Dean's not going to win this for sure. Mm. Everyone's saying that, though. Because he's going to move over to the IC title picture. And the thing is, I'm very, uh, like, I'm not upset because, you know, I know the same thing, that, you know, he's not going to win. But why does he have to be the guy to take the fall? And I don't think that? he's taking the fall. I just so think he's not going to win. That's what, that's what everyone's saying right now. Who says who? Reddit. Right. Do, you not, do you not read Reddit? No. no. Damn it, guys. Squared Circle is like the best thing of my week. Like Wrestling Twitter is my wrestling place. And, and SGP. Yeah. And Smart Henry. Yes, that's right. SmartHenry.ph, guys. Yeah, check it out. You're a one-stop shop for anything and everything Pinoy wrestling. Yeah, but you know, Reddit is a good source of like getting international community. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that these people <laughs> yes, do have okay. opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's interesting because like. A lot of people have a feeling that Dean takes the fall in this case. I don't think so. Who Then who does? I don't know, Roman? Randy? Yeah. No, because Roman, they're still protecting Roman like a motherfucker. Doesn't matter. Roman haven't... took the pinfall at WrestleMania. Yeah, to protect Lesnar, who's the bigger fish. But in, but yeah. apart from that, apart from that... I think Randy's been... the bigger fish than Roman. Oh. At this point? At this point? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. If, I'm not, I'm, if I mean, Randy I mean, and Roman were to fight in the ring, I think fans would be more likely to cheer for Randy than Roman, just because ang uh, si Randy as a tweener. Okay. So, so I just have this so, thing about okay. uh, yeah. Seth's booking right now. Um, I know it's a bit weird because uh, I might just be, you know, a bit fried with my wrestling brain uh, after watching too much wrestling in a week. But Is there such a thing as too much wrestling in a week? I don't know, but we'll find out. But parang it's weird that I know. Seth is an asshole, and he's getting what's coming to him. But er- he's feuding with everyone now, from Orton to, to Roman to, to Kane, Kane. Yeah. Now to Trips, now to e- the, the rest of the Authority, maybe. And it's like they're stacking the deck against him. Yeah. And it feels like he—I don't know—it feels like he's Cena right now. Like, like Bizarro what? Cena. Oh, Bizarro Cena. I don't, am I supposed to? Boo this guy because now he people are ganging up on him. Actually, what I thought is he bound for a face turn it's, soon? Yeah, yeah, weird. Eh? It's weird because he's a, he's a terrible face. He is. Yeah. So, picks. Um, Seth. Seth, yeah, for sure. But I just think he needs uh, to win really, really dastardly to, sol- to uh, no, just, just cement his heel status. And to get his heat back. I personally, you know... The fan in me wants Dean Ambrose to win. Oh, sure, But the smart in me knows that Seth is winning this. Okay. Okay, so now we have another show that we actually have to run through. NXT. And NXT. Right, so we might as well get into it. NXT TakeOver. Un- uh, NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. It takes place May 20th. So, and that'll be May 21. Thursday morning, two-hour special. So let's start off with Baron Corbin versus Rhino. Let me Who's just say, yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, Baron Corbin it's, and it's Rhino. On Wednesday, because NXT comes out on Wednesday, so yeah, Thursday Manila time. Thursday That's what Manila I said. Time. Okay, right. I'm just, I'm just, you know, playing Rhino, it out of my head. Rhino wins. Rhino wins. Yeah, Rhino wins. Is When did Baron Corbin turn heel? No. Um, he was always a tweener-ish. Uh-oh. Type was he like? I always thought he was this badass babyface, now man of few. It words. wasn't. It wasn't the baby. It wasn't necessarily babyface. Like he did he just play. Thought, he just thought it was babyface because it, of the crowd reaction. Yeah, exactly. But, but even when he was being bullied by Bull Dempsey, he was face. But he was always. But watch, anything. watch his, watch his promos and the way that he actually does talk. It's always lone wolf. I am. Um, it's like he doesn't come across as a good guy. A good he, guy. He doesn't come across as a bad guy, but at the same time, he doesn't come across as a good guy. So yeah. he's very, he's very, you know, he was very much in the middle. So now that Rhino is the, you know, re- returning ECW alum that everyone loves and can't hate. He has to play the heel. No, the thing about Baron Corbin is if you watch this week's NXT, you'll notice now his wrestling style kind of changed. It's way more aggressive. He doesn't um he, he doesn't try to end matches really quickly anymore. He just tries to bully the guy. I guess at this point, if you try to do the same thing, people will turn on you anyway. But full sale already has. Like there were Baron's gonna bore you chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The match. That's what I'm oh. saying. I say that he hasn't changed up his style the whole time until now. So, so there, you know, nagulat lang ako na all of a sudden Baron Corbin's now heel. Uh, okay, so there. Crowds are heels. Next match. Next match. Uh, tornado tag team match. They, oh, they it's left tornado out the tornado now. part. Yeah, it's tornado, tornado tag now. team match. Tornado. Dana Brooke and Emma versus Bailey and Atte Charlotte. Why is it? I don't see oh, the. Why is it? Yeah, why, yeah, why, is, why is it, it a tornado, tornado I have no idea. Why? Oh, para maiba. When was the last time I saw a tornado match? It's been a while. Yeah, that's actually a good shield? question. Possibly. Yeah. 
That was a long time ago. It was. Sino to? Uh, sino kalab na shield? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. No, hindi ba nika? Hell no. No, I meant hindi ba nika ng tornado tag match with like the Wyatts and the Shield or something? Was that not a tornado? No, it was tornado. That was was that in a steel cage though? No, 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 it wasn't. I'm just wondering if it was a tornado match. Tornado. El Tornado. So so there. So they're really playing who? up Charlotte's at a gimmick to Bailey. So, okay. So who wins this one? I think Bailey and Charlotte I still. think the heels win this one. It, it, it's only the first part of the feud. And you need to build heat on Dana Brooke and Emma. Especially Dana Brooke. Because she's the new character. Yeah. Not that I like that she's calling herself the Total Diva. But, you know. I'm fine with it. Why are you fine with it? I'm fine with it. Because I watch Total Divas. Wednesdays at 10 on E. Why'd you have to go there? I don't know. Why? You, it, uh, Stan, it's Stan. I didn't even ask for it. Like, uh, it just came. It just came out of Camus. Naturally. It always comes out of me. Jesus Christ, guys. But that's the thing. Calling herself the Total Diva doesn't make sense if she doesn't end up on Total Divas eventually. Yeah, I think she does. I think she does, but it's just like... like she takes over the uh, summer Aero. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> next match. Oh, wait, wait uh, which team are you predicting to win? I, I want Bailey and Charlotte to win. If if not for just the pure sake that I have both of them on my fantasy team, <laughs> I want them to win. Can't fantasy fucks up your fan. Can't have your cake and eat it. You never know. NXT Women's Championship match. Actually, yeah, you do never know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in a six-match show, two of them, a third of the show, is composed of Divas matches. I love it. Uh, so, women's matches. Are they calling them NXT Divas? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, that, it, that's right? how JoJo announces it. So it. NXT Women's Title: Sasha Banks, the Boss versus Becky Lynch. I think the I Boss think still I, retains. I personally yeah, I think, think the Boss retains. This, yeah, I, I, I do think that Sasha Banks wins, but I really think that Becky Lynch puts on the showing of a lifetime because oh, because the thing is no the thing is Becky Lynch hasn't really showcased her full ability yet. But I think this is the match, you know, this is going to be her trademark match. Her coming out party. Pretty much. I mean, like, this Becky is going to be... comes out. hey No, we're not going to We're not going that. there. We're not going sorry, there. Bro. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry. Becky... You said it. No. No. Not in that context, you shit. Fine. Sorry, bro. Here's my here's my issue with Becky Lynch's character though. Parang you know all this time she's been Sasha's little bouncer. Tapos ngayon parang she turns on Sasha. Okay, cool. So she's good now. Pero paangas angas parin siya. Tapos parang she starts talking about how she was from Ireland and all that shit. I think it's like, actually better. Because you don't get a full 180 degree face turn. Nah, yeah, you get you get like a 45 you don't, you don't degree. You throw logic out the window. Parang okay, she's so she's so mad about being treated as a stereotypical Irish girl. Right, like they made her come out and do a jig. Oh, yeah, which she, yeah, they which did reference. So, she was so it was bad, so at. racist. Though. No, it was so bad though. It was bad. But uh, she's Irish and you don't know how to do a jig. It's funny though. It's funny seeing a white person being treated in a racist manner. I think it's funny because we see it with hey. other minorities. Hey man, she's a ginger. That's already punishment enough. <laughs> you shit. It's from the movie. I know. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I no, I know, I know how gingers get treated. Anyway, I, I have a real ginger friend, and we gave him shit. <laughs> we don't know it's from the movie. Anyway, Thomas, are you gonna pick uh, Sasha or Becky? I, I, I said, I said, I'm picking Sasha. Okay. I, I see Sasha winning, but Becky puts on match right. of a lifetime. Cool. Tag team match, NXT Tag Team Championship, Dubstep Cowboys versus the realest guys well, in the room. This is like the weakest feud in the card. 
No, I think no, it's actually... It, it, has, it has substance. It, yeah, it's got it a little substance. bit of something. I mean, the, uh, Blake and Murphy have been bullying Enzo and Cass. Oh. And they've been... No, but it's yeah. so they've been hitting you know, on they've been hitting on Carmela. It's, right. it's weak. It's generic for me. It's generic. It's generic. It's generic. Which makes but it then, weak. But at times, generic works. No. You just want to see a solid match between both teams. The thing is, you probably won't get a solid match from Enzo and Cass. What if they do? If they do, great. If they don't, but I don't think they're winning the championship. So I think they are. I think they are. I think this is the time they've been hyping it up so much that if they don't win it. This time, well, they have been looking like the weaker, I know, the weaker party of yeah. this. I know. Yeah, yes, they have. Even after they didn't show no, up no, at NXT no, this no. week, they, they did. A, they they got a beat down. They got beaten down. They got taken out. And I really think that this is their time. Wait, w- the only sorry, uh, just to get in real quick. The only scenario in which I see Enzo and Cass losing is if Carmella turns on them, and I. And I think there's a chance it happens at point. Yeah, that that might happen, though. I also want to see the dubstep cowboys mature. Mature? Hashtag mature. Mature. That's it. I'm picking the cowboys. My 1B prediction is cowboys win, but Carmelo has to turn. Carmelo has to turn on them. Asterisk prediction mature. Yeah. Why not? All right. uh, Go. Camus. I said it. I said it. Oh, Enzo Cass. Enzo Enzo Cass. Damn. You're, no, 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 no. You're this, the, fu- this fucker is saying it because Cass is on this team. No, right. honest, no, no, honestly, I, I just explained my logic. You liar. I just explained my logic. I love, how you, I love how you held yourself back from saying honest to God, which is like one of your verbal crutches. Honest to dog. So, uh, honest to God, the thing is, you know what I know, verbal crutch. Yeah, you just, just buried him you, out you buried on air, <laughs> fucker. Just buried him on air. I mean, my verbal crutch is uh, switching gears, which is Michael Cole's verbal crutch. So what? Who cares? I'm, tr- I'm still trying to find yours. Really? I'll find it. Uh, really? You're not getting to me. Really? Are we? Are we? to I know what my verbal crutches are. I know what your verbal crutches. I'll tell you in the car. Right. Yeah, I already know what they are. Uh, two last matches, or last two matches. Triple threat match for the number one contender to the NXT Championship, or to be the number one contender. Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, Tyler Breeze. I think Finn Balor just runs away with this. Breezy wins. I think... Oh, hi. This is, we're going to differ. Breezy wins. I think Breeze has it in the... Balor had it, but it, Itami hasn't yet. Okay. But isn't Itami injured? Inye. That's the thing. That's that's How the whole basis. Yeah. They must have six to eight months. That, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. don't. Fuck! I just remembered. Right, right, right. I don't think he's even showing up. I, I, yeah, I, I think he shows no, up. At, case, like, he shows up to then. the pre-show. He shows up to the pre-show and you know calls it quits for a while. You know he he does the whole I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. Lalo Sifunaki indeed. I want to throw everyone for a loop here and say Breeze is gonna win, and then turns face. How? I I don't mind that. I don't mind. I, I'm open Kevin's, to it, but Kevin how? Owens is a fat uggo. There you go. There you go. He's a face. <laughs> Just like that. But okay, fat uggo. I love it. As much as as much as I want to see Ty Breezy finally get the one on one shot that he so oh, rightfully deserves. Finn Balor. Oh, sempre. Finn Balor. If he finally, you know, brings out that demon and makes it like mythological in nature. You get where I'm coming from? No, here's the thing. I think I think Balor gets his day in the sun. But at the same time, parang T-Brizzle has been in 
the farm leagues for so long now. You he have to, to throw get, him a bone. Yeah, you got to throw this guy a bone. Like, not necessarily make him champ. But I think you just make him the number one contender for, like, the short the short term. And, and then, then make after, him have after, a good series of yeah, 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 sure. After, like, a couple of uh, shots, uh, if Balor's still in NXT, by then, resume the feud. Okay, just something, so just to touch on on Balor very quickly. I know that when he signed the contract, he said, okay, I'm only going to be here for a short time. Oh. But I think he's enjoying himself at oh, NXT pray. far more than yeah, you know, know. he thought he would. Okay, fine. If, he, if he's enjoying himself, then all the more that he hangs around after Breeze gets his shots. But do you think, do you think that he hangs around as long as Sami Zayn has hung around? I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's my question, though. Does it matter at all that Tyler Breeze has looked the strongest of the three in the last two NXT episodes? No. No, it doesn't. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Two I mean, straight weeks, he super kicked the fuck out of both Balor and Itami. But the thing is, my logical pick for this was Itami. But considering the injury, Breeze gets the shot. I still don't think Ty gets his dollar signs. I, th- I still think it's Finn Balor. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been waiting to make that reference. But yeah. Right, uh, main event: Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn NXT title match. Owens, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Here's my take on this. That's your verbal crutch. <laughs> That's one of my verbal crutches. Here's my take on this. I think it becomes Alex Riley versus. Kevin Owens because, injured, because my boy's injured. I my don't boy's, think I don't think he's my boy's, as bad as my boy. Is. My boy, my boy can't do it. I, I really, if if he does, I'm picking him. But, but you remember, born. you remember what Alex Riley said. You oh. remember what Alex Riley said that say? he said, you know, un, if you don't make the takeover, I'm taking your spot. Wait, yo, yo. I yo. think he makes good on that. Alex Riley's injured. Also, yep. Oh, yeah, not? he did say that last week. Right. Maybe. Oh, okay, maybe if. If A-Rai is coming to the show at all, I don't think he replaces Zayn. I think he replaces Itami. Possibly. 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 Um, but if that, that, that's my problem. It's just I'm, I don't see Sammy being 100% or even medically cleared for this match. Is it bad, but what's the, what's the status on his injury? Well, I mean, there, there M- are they no haven't, They haven't released the MRI results. They yeah. haven't given... No one's given a timeline. There's nothing. And I'm the most... Like, among the three of us, I'm the one who's watching it closely. No, I'm, I've been watching it closely then just because I wanted to know what uh, what's going on heading into recording. Uh, but from what I read, they haven't been releasing anything because they want to keep their options open. For sure, there's a plan B, but they're not telling us what the plan B is. I don't B think is. it's that bad. It's, it's only a separated shoulder. Torn rotator cuff. Uh, is this it? what it is, yeah. It's a torn rotator that's what, cuff. That's it's what it's saying. I mean, it was... What we did assume was that it was a dislocator, lo- dislocated shoulder. But, good God, if if he's out for a significant period of time, my heart is broken. Uh, just really quickly, is it within the realm of possibility that the winner goes on to face Kevin Owens right then and there? The winner of the number one contenders no, match? Just no. to maximize no. Owens' uh, heat? No. No. Doesn't happen. It's either... The way that I see this playing out is either Sami Zayn pushes through, broken down and injured, and just, you know, out of pride, takes the beating of a lifetime again. And sells it. And sells it like a motherfucker that he can. But at the same time, I don't I don't see any scenario where he comes out champion. All right. 
Uh, that's going to do it for our predictions. Agree, disagree? You want to add to that? Let us know. You can hit us up on, on Twitter. It's uh, at the SGP Podcast. Same address for the Page on Facebook. Individually, it's at underscore Stan C. At Caveman Camus. At Rose War. Now, uh, of course, we still have our main event for the podcast this week. We've got PBB alumnus, account executive by day, fighter by night. Account well, manager, pups. Account manager, my bad. Joaquin Mendoza joins us on episode 60 of the SGP podcast. All of that plus our picks of the week. You can't miss any of these picks. We're coming back with episode 60 of the podcast. Stay tuned. Episode 60 of the SGP podcast rolls on. We have our guest inside the booth. You know, we've been excited to talk to this guy for quite a while, and we finally have him inside the Mellow 94.7 studio. So please welcome corporate slave and former PBB alumnus. And a man I have grappled with while sweaty and topless. Which basically means he is account executive by day and fighter by night. Please welcome to the SGP podcast, Joaquin Mendoza. What's up, guys? Good hey, evening. Man. Hey, man. Man, it's been... Thanks for having me over. It's been quite a while since we first reached out to you. I, uh, I believe we did see you at the WrestleMania viewing party. Yes, yeah. sir. And we've started seeing him at boot camp. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're a boot camper, and then so you're actually very physical, like uh, in terms of your background. Physical. Yeah, you've got your jujitsu going on. You've got boot camp going on. You've got a bit of striking activity as well. Yes, sir. So I, I, I want to get. We want to get into that later on, but let's start off with the thing that a lot of uh, a lot of local TV enthusiasts would probably recognize you for, and that's Pinoy Big Brother. <laughs> And uh, your your stint in the room, yeah, yeah, the big elephant in the room. We might as well get it yep, out of the way. Out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So the, when was this? Two thousand six, Two thousand six, yes. Yeah, so tell us about this. How did you get inside the Bahay Nikuya? How did this all begin? Well, a lot of people would assume I was a fan of the show. I actually wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of local TV generally, but. I remember being approached and asking, hey, you want to try out? You want to audition? And I was a high school graduate then. And, you know, I wanted to make my last summer before college memorable, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, why not give it a shot? I made it in and... Yeah, the rest is history. Where'd you go to, uh, to high school? San Agustin. San Agustin. Very nice. USA. So, who wait, wait, approached can, you? Can I ask? Can I ask? Yes, um, if, are you allowed to talk about, like, the audition, the real audition process? Actually, contrary to popular belief, not, you know, there are none of us that are backed or anything. Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Okay. Like, there's no, you, no one's pushed into it. You would even, think, uh, even now? You would think looks are a consideration. Not really. I think... I mean, you are a good-looking guy. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Drinks on me later. <laughs> I think yeah, more than anything else, I think it's the psychological part of it. Like... It's a difficult mental experience to be brought into an environment like that. Yeah. So it feels like this, like um, you're in a normal house. Right. But subconsciously, you know, people are watching you. So I think more than anything, uh, aspiring or future or past housemates rather could attest to it. It is a very difficult mental experience. Okay. um, Just for the record. Can you please state how many days you spent inside Ang Bahay Nigoya? I spent 14 days out of a six-week season. Mm-hmm. 14 days? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks lang. Two weeks. And you came yeah. in in the middle, right? I came in in the middle. Wait, wait. What do you mean came in the middle? I replaced Aldred Gachalian. Okay. He voluntarily exited after a week. Oh. So I 
actually what happened there was I was in Dabao for a family vacation and they called me they're like hey you're up I'm like what what some somebody like went out I'm like okay fine I guess this is it no turning back yeah how did that happen um before that were parang were you told that you were on a wait list or parang parang naset na yung rosters ng ng show and then you were like told to okay spend the rest of your summer as you would and then, well, maybe if something happens, we'll call you. I think what happened was I gave my yes too late. Um, again, I wasn't familiar with the show. Okay. okay. So I was very hesitant. And I was a member of the Taekwondo team back then. So I really didn't want to compromise my training. Right. So the show launched eventually without me. So I'm like, okay, life goes on. Then that exit happened. So they told me to come in. I'm like, whatever. I'm never going to get the shot again. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that somebody approached you. Was this like a talent agent, a scout, or who was it? Um, a guy from ABS-CBN, a scout, recommended me, but I did. I still had to go through the regular auditions and interview processes. It's just, I guess someone showed me where to go, but mm. I didn't take any shortcuts to, you know, land inside the house. Oh, naman. I mean, a lot of people do assume that ABS is just, you know, corporate. If they back a, if they back a you're fucking biased, though. Yeah, I, no, they, I they love how biased. you're being chill about this. No, because I did intern at ABS CBN, no, and my daddy still does work there. Which is why you're a shill. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, contrary to popular belief, ABS does go through processes for things like this, and then it is monitored. Naman, like who gets in, how many people, like who are tied to developmental contracts in like Star Magic, for example, get pushed into this, and then they do weigh that out when they do shows such as PBB or. Um, what is that other one? The one that the singing Pinoy Dream Academy, Pinoy Dream Academy, things like that. That was weird. That it's you know it's weird, but that's the thing. No, that and was now, weird. Now that, ABS that does weird. for for the benefit of those who don't know insider knowledge. P, uh, ABS as a whole does manage their the amount of people that come in from their system. Paraphrased, Wacky Mendoza didn't have to sleep with anybody to get in. That's <laughs> what we wanted to hear. All right, so let's talk about the two weeks that you spent inside in Bahini Kuya. I've got a lot of questions off the top wow, of my really? head. Really? But I, yeah, yeah, but I want to start off with. He's this. a very interesting guy outside of PBB. Yeah, you know? I know, right? No, no, no. no. Uh, we'll get into the other stuff outside PBB, but we got to build him up for the claim to fame, so to speak. All right. So uh, let's, let's start off with your image as a heel inside in Bahini Kuya, because I think. When we were talking Here online, we uh, that's one of the things you wanted us, wanted us to touch on. So, why were you a heel, and how were you a heel inside the house? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, replacing a guy as soft spoken and as meek as Aldred really like set the wrong precedent for me. Like, you know, at, on one end, like you let go and say goodbye to this very lovable guy, and then I come in, they're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" So, you know, coming in late obviously put me at a little disadvantage already. A lot of the relationships were already built. Yeah. I think another factor there was um, I think a lot of the guys there really came in for their families and, you know, to find better pastures for, like, their folks and, right. like, you mm -hmm. know, re they had real dreams. And like what I told you earlier, I came in for, you know, Shit, something, basically. yeah, basically just get another form of vacation in, like spend it differently. So that really rubbed them off the wrong way. They're like, here we are chasing our dreams and you're a douchebag right there, like <laughs> lying around and like not caring what happens the next day. So that really put me off on the wrong foot. It's basically, we're Seth Rollins. 
Basically, yeah. <laughs> but did people actually give you shit for it? Like, when you Kuya, did people actually hate you and give you flack? I'm sure they got over Of course. they. I Eventually, they got over it, but I did get a lot of... Um, very very bad publicity after <laughs> um how do we how do you phrase this let's just say i you know as a guy at, as a talent inside a house like that you don't really know how they portray you yeah how they and then i'm not blaming ABS-CBN. Mm. they did what they had to do to make the show sellable yeah mm. but there were a lot of things that they showed me as that i think they could have done better mm. Okay. Um, okay. How bad was it? How bad, yeah, how was, bad was, was it? Was it like on misrepresentation As level? On a, on a whole other level now. They kind of run away with the fact that I mentioned that I dated a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was Playboy played up. It was played so mm-hmm. I, I think they really, really ran away with that. They're like, oh my gosh, who is he? Like, he's proud of the fact he's a playboy, which I wasn't. <laughs> they just ran away with it. And again, I couldn't exactly defend myself right, right. till I got oh, out. Oh. Right? You don't know what, don't know what they're doing in exactly. post yeah. Yep. Oh, oh. So, inside the house, I'm sure now, what, whatever comes out and enters in TV screens is different, or you know, to a certain extent, it's different from what actually went on inside. Which begs the question, did people actually have sex inside the house? Not our edition. I am not sure about the rest of the editions, the non-teen editions, but definitely not ours. How are you sure? I am pretty sure. <laughs> why, why do you? Why I do you probably would have been first in line if there was. Oh, he's, not, he's a good-looking fella. He's a good-looking fella, ladies. But were there people then, like Bob and I, making sure that none of you, because teens, right? No, so wait. Ch- ch- no, I know there were cameras in the bedrooms. Yes, there yes. were. No, the problem the with, with Big Brother in, in other countries is it's more liberal. So sa, sa, in, in European editions of Big Brother, you have people actually going topless, sometimes even in the nude. And Shempre Dito, with our sense Abilities, it's much different. So I just had to ask they were that kids. question. No, you never they know. They were underage, son. Again, you never no, know. I'm not saying you can't have underage sex, but you want to know that. You want to have underage sex in front of cameras. <laughs> I'm well, guessing uh, beyond the whole sensitivity issue. I think PBB didn't want to be liable if somebody got true. locked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, that's true. Right there. That's a very good point. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about Kim Chu because she was obviously <laughs> the, the all-star from there. Um, just one question. How different does she look now from when you were inside the same house with her? She was cute then. She's pretty now. Up to you how you want to interpret that. Ah, all right. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So uh, oh, follow up. Follow up. Are you still friends with anyone from? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. question. That's yeah. a better question than what you've been asking lately. We don't keep regular tabs on one another, but I guess we're the type of friends that okay. For example, one of us all in. She got married like yeah. last year, so we were all invited and we came over. Uh, Gerald, I bumped into him randomly and I hop in the fort and we decided to have <laughs> breakfast. So we don't regularly catch up, but when we do, it would feel like it was yesterday. Wow. That kind of friendship. Okay. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, a I'm, nice friendship a legit to have. question now, thank you. Um, <laughs> hey, mine was legit. Oh, oh yeah, it was. It's yours. M- Go. More legit than his. But um, now, uh, after having been inside the house for two weeks, what do you think of the whole idea now? Of the whole concept of the show now? What's your opinion on it? It's getting a little bit tired, to be honest. Um, you can only run away with the whole reality concept um, so much. Yeah. I mean, you did a regular one, a celebrity one, a teen one. You keep doing that over and over again. 
I again I'm probably speaking with bias here because I was inside the house but as an audience member like how much can you you know really appreciate that I mean you get the same storylines all over uh, over and over again sure. That's the but same. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, that's the same. That's saying? the same. That's the same way I feel about the Kardashians. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> but um, inside that, while you were inside, did you ever uh, think at one point or some point, nah, what's the point to all of it? Not really. Um, again, I was there for fun. For the right and wrong reasons, I was there for fun. I didn't really think long term. I just knew that. I was going to be there, I was going to do my thing, and I was going to come out of there and, like, enter college with, like, hey, what did you do last summer? <laughs> right. And well, it, yeah. it would be a great story to tell. Yes, about. sir. Now, uh, switching gears. Wait, uh, can you ask a big, what's your, are you moving to wrestling now? Yeah, actually. Yes. Can uh, you ask a big question then? Uh, fine, go ahead. Let's ask a big question. Uh, well, this kind of, I know, this kind of programming has some similarities with the thing we all love. So I got to ask you now, and I know you're tired of hearing this, of getting asked this question. Is Pinoy Big Brother or is Big Brother scripted? I, Wacky Mendoza, will go on record saying PBB is not scripted. Given how much of a douche that show painted me, I yeah. think I would be the first guy to lobby for the fact it was scripted. If mm. it was, but it's not. But there were no, even if it wasn't scripted, there were no external forces. Other than Kuya. Pushing, like, you're not, pushing, like, there, you know. like there were no producers coming in. Other than Kuya and other than Post Prod, other than the coverage of the show by ABS itself, there was no there were no external forces that would drive influence. Yeah, influence the narrative in one way or another. No. I think there would be in the sense that they would be tasks though. Um they wouldn't mm. be instructed to do anything without yeah people hearing about it. Right. Does that make sense? So, for example, yeah. Like yeah. the four of us here, I think a weird scenario I saw, and this wasn't my season, was like, okay, Wacky, you can't talk to Stan, but you can't talk to Stan, but you can't tell Stan that you're not allowed to talk to him. <laughs> okay. So, that kind that of thing. Happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen? That happens. That happens. That happens. That happens. That happens. Oh. It's like there are restrictive things that influence like what can happen, but it's not... So, Direct, in a way, pin up up its strings, but yeah, yes. they're setting something you up. Like that. Something like that. Yes, like they're setting you up to do or say a particular thing. Nagusto nila mangyari. Something like that. Okay, so uh, what are the similarities now between reality TV and wrestling from an insider's perspective? Given that your experience, you've experienced both in a very limited degree. Hmm. Well, both need to have real people telling real stories. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. Apples to oranges, obviously, I've never been asked that question before. But, you know, I think that, you know, telling a story is, like, one of the biggest common denominators between the two. And, like wrestling, I think reality TV, like PBB, would need to evolve in terms of what the audiences want. So, if you're a producer and... WWE, for example, and a producer in ABS-CBN, mm-hmm. right. you listen to what people want to see and you hopefully get to create a product that, you know, your people want to be able to watch and want to be able to appreciate. All right. Um, now, now, that we, uh, now that we've got 
uh, got it on this track. Let's ask you about your fandom. Uh, I'm curious about how it began and who was the first superstar that captivated you? It was Unforgiven 1999, I remember. Yeah, very uh, specific. Six-pack <laughs> challenge. It was, I think, Triple H, The Rock, Mankind, Bulldog. You're going to have to help me a, a little bit on this. Yeah, you have the laptop. Fact check. I'm, I, I love how I'm the resident stat guy. And you have the laptop. Obviously. Yes, yeah, a six-pack so challenge. Triple H, Kane, I think The Rock was there. Uh, Wait, Unforgiven 1999. Internet, work with me. This this might have... Was this the, no, the one in the Hell in a Cell? No, it's Armageddon. Nope. That was Armageddon. You just missed Big Show. Big, Big show. show, there you go. There with you go. Austin as the special yes, outside sir. enforcer. Ooh. That was the first time I ever saw, or at least I started watching regularly. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, uh, I my mom would tell me, do not watch wrestling. Oh, it's man. violent. Yeah. It's yeah. bloody. All of us went through we, that. All went through that, and like <laughs> the respectful son that I am, I continued to watch anyway. <laughs> I remember I would need, and this was long before the internet age, so I couldn't really catch up on computer or the phone. Right, yeah, yeah, right. I would like sneak out. We, I wouldn't have a TV in my room, and I used to sleep in my mom's room by like her choice. So I had <laughs> to sneak out, you know, on the television in the sala and like mm. catch raw or some on occasion Uh-oh. WCW. Oh. So it was I guess having to watch it and having to consume it like that made me fall in love with it more in the sense na I would do this for you. I would disrespect <laughs> my mom for you. I would <laughs> miss getting grounded for you. Wow. <laughs> that's that's love at that, an early we age. Can, we can we relate. can relate. We, can, we so relate. can so relate. So who was your first favorite wrestler? I think at that time, it was this was the time Austin got injured, if you yeah. remember, the yeah. Survivor yeah. Series hit-and-run angle. So I gravitated towards The Rock. They were mm-hmm. really, really pushing him at this time. Yeah, I remember really like getting hurt emotionally when he lost to, you know, Ma- Triple H, Mania, the Fatal 4-Way match. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, The Rock was really, really a big guy that I used to always follow and... I really got involved in storylines when The Rock was in it. So how do you feel about The Rock, you know, his no. recent runs yeah. nowadays? Do you still, like, have that same love for him, even though, you know, he's gone Hollywood and shit? Well, I would like to take his word for it that he gives back to the business. Obviously, like, even if he wanted to, I don't think his body can withstand the regular schedule anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think I would let him get away with getting booked sporadically. Putting a belt on him, I might have to think that a little bit further through. But, you know, um, doing what he does for the company and, you know, giving that impression that he gave back and he, you know, he wants to, you know, it's always going to be in him. So I would like to see The Rock that way. Someone that can't get wrestling out of his system despite the fact he's moved on to, like, bigger paying gigs. Mm-mm. I mean, he uh, he does have a new movie coming out soon, so we might be seeing him. This was San Andreas. Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas yeah. coming out, so we might see him soon. <laughs> um, actually, just to get like we've already started talking about the current The Rock. Um, how about how do you feel about the current product of WWE, like as a whole? I know you had like, strong opinions about uh, yeah. Undertaker losing the streak last year. Yeah, but but then like yeah, sort of like getting a little bit more current because like we've established your fandom at the start. So how do you feel about it now? 
I think it's better than it's been over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't caught it as often as I'd want to. I would catch up through YouTube or Bleacher Report or other websites. But, you know, again, I don't watch as often as I want to. But, again, I think they're showing a much better product than they have been in recent years. I think they've managed the PG bit a little bit better. NXT also, like, surprisingly has been producing good talents. I don't quite get all of their names yet, but I've been seeing a lot of good matches there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having Triple H, like, run the ship, I guess, puts a little bit of new perspective as far as, you know, how to deliver a good product while, you know, managing business interests, I guess. Mm -hmm. So just last question for me, for now. Who is your favorite current wrestler? Doesn't necessarily have to be like an NXT guy, but, you know, current-wise, who do you like the most? Are you talking about in terms of personality, moveset? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's just your favorite. Mm. It's an open-ended question. Like, if you were to name just one guy right now, current product, who would it be? He doesn't wrestle as often, but I would go with Triple H all-time. Okay. My okay. all-time favorite. Not, not a bad pick. Why? Not a bad pick. I'll maybe ask why. I think he really got me, you know, he's one of those guys for me that can play it effectively, mm. both heel and face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his mic work is amazing. I would get into fights and quote <laughs> the guy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Kids that are listening, it's not going to get into fights. But just in case, Triple H, Triple good H handbook good of like handbook. you know, yep. actually prevents a lot of the fights from happening in the first place. Yeah, yeah but, okay, sample, okay. So sample, sample, sample. What odds do you think you have of making it out of here alive? Mm. You see this bar, you and me, we fight now. Only one of us walks out of here alive. <laughs> was that was that was that from the Shawn Michaels feud? I am I believe, not quite I, sure. Actually, it sounds, yeah, he it might, sounds like it sounds like something that might have come Shawn out from Shawn Michaels. But like I have first, used that line one. before. Yeah. I have. I remember this was the exact scenario. I was with a female friend, and the brother. Relax. Okay. And the brother of the girl's boyfriend saw us and like, you know, typical club. He's like, Who are you doing with that guy? And like I, I really told him, you know what? I don't wanna fight, but you have to understand one thing. You and me, you get it on we get it on right now. Only one of us walks out of here alive. <laughs> no. I, I, I gotta use Wait, that. Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? Did it, did it work? It worked. It worked. It are you, so are you still friends with the girl, though? <laughs> Sorry? Are you still friends with the girl, though? I'm still friends with the girl. <laughs> hey. Hi, hi, guys. We gotta, we gotta practice our, our shit, right. man. It sounded so campy, but uh, knowing that it worked... Hey! Shit. Shit. I tried that. <laughs> And you know, you, and you do it like when you're opening your Yun. polo to and rolling up oh, your sleeves. Oh, that's the thing. Then when you have a salamin, you open your salamin. Why would you have... All right. Not in a club, fine. Not, but in, a, like, not, not in a club, maybe a bar. Like a dive bar like <laughs> Sagiho. Now, let's talk about your MMA background because I know you're into jiu-jitsu. And uh, how did this all start and how long have you been into jiu-jitsu? Well, I'm going to trace that back further to my taekwondo days. I'm a taekwondo black belt. Yeah. It got me through school, actually. And I remember once I was in a local gym in Baranaque, and they were offering an MMA class. So I'm like, hey, this might actually help taekwondo. 
And, you know, I like a basic MMA class, it would take me through, like, think of it as a crash course in everything, like Muay Thai, mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu, grappling, wrestling, yeah. all of that in small bits. Till eventually I got addicted to it. And then I'm like, for me to be able to appreciate all of this better, I need to take these classes individually. I needed to take Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, Muay Thai, boxing, all separately instead of one condensed class. And... Uh, fortunately, I was, you know, I was given a chance to be able to discover and train with, I would say, the best gym in the country, Submission Sports. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. <laughs> hey, 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 I've plugged Atos here before. Ultimate Fitness, yeah. Atos yeah. is our um, jiu-jitsu team, right? Mm-mm. So, I think the way it started for me is that, you know, I, again, I was this taekwondo kid that took MMA so my coach saw a little bit of potential in me he's like hey come with me to submission sports so I got in there and I got my ass beat up the first time I trained and <laughs> then was I'm the instructor that day? Freulens Arenas oh fuck and oh, then I'm fuck. like he's a, he's a bitch you are CC with. middleweight champion like, yeah he's, you know, he's a tough son of a bitch tough son of a bitch who is what 6'2 Round about six two, and and he can beat the living shit out of anyone. He walks around one eighty to two hundred pounds. I remember the guy kneeled down on my neck, (laughs) and like you know, like my eyes just wanted to pop out, and and he gives no quarter even if you're a rookie. It's nagpakilala, I would guess, and that's the thing. That is him taking it easy. That is that is him taking it easy. And I realized I'm like, hey, there's so much more to learn here. I mean, I was the I would say the top guy in my gym. Again, I was with other fitness buffs who didn't mm-hmm. really have interest in fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would probably be the top dog in that class. Mm-hmm. And then seeing myself, and then again, as a Taekwondo black belt, and then feeling that white belt feeling again, that I'm the newest rookie here and everyone's better than me, just made me want to you know, get involved in it more. And was it like a chip on your shoulder kind of thing? Or did, did you have something you wanted to prove? Not necessarily. Um, I... I really thought I would retire from competition after Taekwondo days. I, you know, competing as a varsity player is very, very exhausting. Yep. I think part of the reason I got into Jiu-Jitsu and MMA generally is because for the first time since my Taekwondo days, I lost the pressure to compete for my school. Mm-hmm. You know, being a varsity player, having to earn your scholarship. Mm-hmm. I got to fight and to compete and to train for fun for once in a long time. So mm-hmm. that's, I think, a big reason why I got hooked on again. Okay. Interesting. Because, um, like, uh, it, it's not every day then, but now we find someone who, or, or that we actually get to talk to someone who's into MMA here uh, in, in the podcast. Yeah, because MMA guys usually look, if they're not, Wrestling fans, they usually look down on wrestling. Right. So, do you ever get shit from like your MMA buddies oh, or tama, your MMA question. teammates for you know for liking wrestling? Do they, or do they even tell Wait, them? Do they know? Yeah. No, no, no. They are actually not to our level fans of the product. But okay. they understand. They, it. they understand that you know there are theatrics involved with that sort of product, but they don't crucify it. I would think the whole, you know wrestling versus MMA stigma is more from a business standpoint. Yes, I guess like yes. a UFC versus a WWE holding a pay-per-view on back-to-back nights, for example. Yeah. Or in I, the same city. Yeah, I yeah. think that's when it becomes a factor. But otherwise, I don't really see any reason why the two should like collide. Quick question. Are you watching UFC this weekend? <laughs> no, I will be in close-up forever summer for, <laughs> oh, you know... 
I'll be working my day job. Oh. Speaking of your day night job. Night job. Speaking of your day, because we've, we've talked about your night job. So, so what, what, do you, what do you do professionally right now for the benefit of our viewers? I am an accounts manager. I currently work for 1DMG. Mm-hmm. I used to work for McCann World Group. That might ring a better bell to some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. For the non-advertising yes, folks sir. out there. <laughs> Basically, an account manager is what a point guard is to a basketball game. Yep. So I like the way you put it. Yeah. I would get my instructions from my client, who would be my coach. But running the place, you know, getting the executions done, they would all funnel through me. So the ball goes through me, the play ends and dies with me. <laughs> so while I don't, I'm not necessarily behind the pen for a lot of the materials you see, the inspiration or the briefs that inspired those works had to come from my instructions. Oh, yes. I'm not going to ask you about oh, which yes. clients you've handled, but I want to ask if there have been any projects you've overseen that may wrestling influence as you yeah, so We've been seeing some ads Yeah, we've been there. seeing some ads, like that, specifically Lucky Me. And other which, things. Which, I mean, Lucky Me that I know is... Um, is this the one of Luis and Edu? Yes. 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 That's another, that's another. Publicis Jimenez Basic. Yes. Unfortunately, I haven't really gotten to flex a lot of my you know, wrestling muscle in terms of what I do only because I've handled a lot of conservative brands, mm. a lot of brands that are family-oriented. Right. So... There's no leeway yes. for that. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about TV just because um, I, uh, our, our boy Red Oliero, friend of the podcast, uh, has told me now... Fellow boot camper. Yeah, fellow boot camper. Now, when, when you guys when you guys used to work in in TV, uh, you would you would always bring something wrestling into the picture. Like hindi nawawala yung kay Joaquin Mendoza. So can, can you tell us about this? Um, was this like a TV show? Na bits and pieces of your fandom would like seep out of your performance, or would it come out in your writing? I think it would be. Um I wanted to like have variety in terms of the kind of wacky people saw that day. I remember that was a college-oriented show, which, if you if you've seen shows like that, would feature anything from sports to the Glee Club, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't remember much of what I did back then, but depending on the theme, I guess I would bring out like things as simple as, for example, Halloween week. Mm-hmm. I would probably dress up as, you know, Shawn Michaels with a cowboy hat nice. and everything. I remember him walking out to it once. Um, one of his feuds with Orton, like right, he was right, out right. from yeah. injury and he came back with a cowboy hat. I'm like, hey, I'm going to wear a cowboy hat. It's Halloween. <laughs> Things that simple. <laughs> all okay. right, all right. So we talked about you training with MMA with Taekwondo. But we've also, yeah, yeah. We've also, but we haven't covered yet the main thing, the newest endeavor. So... What's the story of you, well, first, uh, finding out about PWR and then getting into the boot camp? Well, PWR, I, of course, I've seen um, a lot of your activity on social media. Mm-hmm. But how I actually got to meet the group was in the WrestleMania viewing party. Yeah. So I wanted to go to the WrestleMania viewing party by 6 o'clock in the morning. But unfortunately, I was too beat up from you know a jiu-jitsu match I had the day before. So I'm like, I came in nine. I was very, very sore that day. And like, there were no more tables left. Mm -hmm. And then I see at the far end of the bar, hey, that's Brian Leo. And then it's like, 
you come sit here. Sumama ka naman? Yes, sir. And... And so uh, you were at the heel table. I was yeah, at the heel table. table. I was oh, at the man. heel table. Natural, fitting, natural, yeah. no. And I think I got that drift early on. Like everyone was rooting for Rusev, and they were still for Cena. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all assholes. Yep, I'm like, okay, I think I, you know, just like PBB, like fellow heels right here. <laughs> so what was the sales pitch that uh, that Brian Leo and pro- or probably the rest of the heels uh, gave you to make you join PWR? There wasn't really much of a sales pitch. He's oh, like, how did it happen? He's like, you're here as a wrestling fan, I'm assuming, and you look like you have the physical prowess for it. Why not give it a try? And that's all it took. And you know, as a fan of the industry, like the rest of us are here, mm-hmm. I think it's anyone's pipe dream to you know, it's anyone, it's in anyone's bucket list. If not, be able to compete in a match at least be able to experience the industry like yourself, experience it that way, the training. You know, this is these are what my idols do too. Mm-hmm. So how do you find training now? I mean, we've it's only seen, been two weeks. We've, yeah, it's only been two weeks for you, for your batch, for batch four. But you've had you've had some sort of exposure. How do you feel? How like, was it? How you? was it? Are you challenged sufficiently? And how do you see, you know, your yourself in boot camp like further down the road I think boot camp has been you know like jujitsu was for me at the time I was in taekwondo like something that you know will shake things up for me you know it's a physical activity and again I'm a big fan of you know professional wrestling and the sports entertainment industry in general so you know it's very very different I like the way it you know pushes me and it challenges me mentally too mm-hmm. like it it's not enough you got the cardio it's not enough you're strong you gotta do things properly you gotta do things you know you gotta be very very technical and very very you know considerate about for example like taking a bump yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know or for that matter when you start grappling or wrestling with somebody like being sensitive to your own partner mm-hmm. so there are things like that that force you to think, you know, creatively you think on your feet. And that's a very, very new and interesting thing for me. Okay, because like I know that, you know, coming from the jiu-jitsu background, you do have some regard for like your, your opponent or your sparring mate. But then at times you really just go all out. Like right. you, you go ham on a motherfucker, but you don't. It's shoot. Because it's shoot. It's shoot. But I, I want to ask you, like, have you found it hard to make that transition from like being a shoot fighter to you know scaling it back a bit? I wouldn't call it a scale back. Um one thing about training in jiu-jitsu or like, you know, wrestling for example, like, you know, UFC kind of wrestling is that a lot of the progress or a lot of the training doesn't necessarily have to hurt people. Like a lot of our drills or a lot of our roles you know you have to do it in such a way that you give enough room for the guy your partner to be able to pull off his move and then you take your turn doing your move Mm -hmm. so i mean competition is different i mean competition is you you you, you just kill the guy if you can right but in training a lot of the drills are very very um you know team oriented very very you know I scratch your back, you scratch, scratch mine. mine. Yeah. So I roll, you give me my t- 
time on top. I give you your time mm-hmm. to practice right. your submission. So it's not really a scale back for me. Okay. All right. Uh, now, as a as a boot camper, and you know, as as you progress through your training, how much do you see your background as an MMA fighter uh, come into play? Sa ano naman sa, sa training mo as a wrestler. I think it's the mental discipline first and foremost. Um, both training camps are going to require 150%. Yeah. Your, your love for the sport, I mean, your willingness to put it out there and to be, you know, to make mistakes and to, like, get back up again. Um, you know, I, as I saw in my first boot camp, and, you know, this is very unusual for someone like me that normally picks up sports activities pretty fast like I kept making mistakes and which was fine for me but it was at the same time something I wasn't accustomed to like you know I remember okay I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit here I came from a vacation like you know just a few days ago I went to be called to windsurf okay that thing is very difficult and I picked it up fast (laughs) and like you know two three sessions into boot camp I can't even make a proper but I can but I can't consistently make a bump properly so that exactly so that's very very new like not being able to get pick up something right away Uh okay interesting yeah so here uh this is a question that we don't normally throw out but because i'd like to think the special casing so i want to throw it out there what is it no no it's not something to get scared about but uh, should you graduate from boot camp and actually make it to the main yeah, roster? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you okay. planning to incorporate your past in TV into your character in PWR? Hmm. That's a good question. That's, that's actually a good yeah, question. Yeah, that's actually good. I'm, I'm amazed. <laughs> nice one, Stan. On air fist. Of course, come on. <laughs> I think... Well, depends how much recall I actually have from TV by then, to be blunt about it. <laughs> mm. But... In terms of understanding a perspective of an actor and understanding the perspective of an athlete, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I think I can, you know, bring that not everybody can. Uh, Again, I have a long way to go, but just the whole... Just the whole bit on understanding how it is to... Like, I've I've done workshops, Mm -hmm. so of course, if I had to, like, play or portray a certain character, I think I can do that very, very effectively. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, you know, some somewhere down the line, like, even before I head into the ring, if, you know, I had to be someone's manager, for example, right. yeah. I think I can take a lot of the talking prowess and the cockiness you know, yeah, and bring it to the table. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of opportunity also in, like, tapping, like, I don't want to call it my fan base, but my network in terms of like promoting PWR and like, you know, I can actually trash like, you know, real life people online (laughs) and like, you know, create buzz for it. And like, what's this all about? And then, oh, PWR. Interesting. You know, our doors are always open for that kind of help. (laughs) So it's safe to say that um, it might be a stupid question because I, but I have to ask because we've seen people who come and go uh, in the boot camp. And so it's safe to say that you're serious with this. Of course. Okay. Yeah, and then boys, uh, PWR Brass, I asked him for you. You don't have to ask him in the interview. <laughs> no, but, but that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, so I do want to ask, what move are you most looking forward to pulling off? In oh, yeah, camp? that's a good question. Like all things considered, I mean, I know, I know that you know 
the guys that you're going to be working with for like the foreseeable future but what do you want to pull off for the like because I know you haven't gotten to like really pulling off moves yet I think I would say a drop kick Ooh. there is so much finesse and I don't know why I mean it's one of the most at least from a, from an audience standpoint one of the most basic things you can pull off right but you know like a drop kick you know just getting up there you know hitting it hitting it and like falling <laughs> and then having that swag when you get yeah. back up like hey I nailed the fucking drop kick yeah <laughs> you know I think I would I'm really looking forward to hitting that first drop kick as a guy who can nail a drop kick it's not that hard <laughs> <laughs> well the, well yeah your drop kick's okay are we, guy, are we grading each other's drop kicks now? No, no, no. Because though, because like, Ro has Ro has a variation that he does. I have a variation that I do. Mine's not there yet. His is. It's there, but it's it's I. Thank you, yeah. Mister Dropkick. I mean, it's, it's Randy Orton standing dropkick. Oh, yeah, 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 that kind of dropkick. So that's because, the goal. Yep. That's because, the I mean, dream. like Ro, Ro pulls, why are we doing this now? Yeah, exactly. It's, pause, that's pause, 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 Jesus pause, pause, pause. Christ. A few moments later. Okay, so ra- uh, wrapping this one up, uh, one last question. Are we going to be seeing you on TV again anytime soon? Yeah, Is that in the cards? Yeah. I am not quite sure th- uh, how or when I will ever show up on TV again, only because a corporate job makes that hard to book. But, you know, I'm not ruling it out. I do take gigs on occasion, like, you know, advertising din kasi, so assuming there are no conflicts with, you know, the brands clients, I endorse and my clients, I think that will be reasonable to pull off. But no set timetables. They Those things come and go for me. All right. Okay. And where can our listeners find you on social media? I currently deactivated my Facebook, but just for this podcast, yeah. I will reopen it again. I am J O A Q U I Mendoza on Facebook and at I am Wacky on Twitter. All will right. we see you at Revolution X? Hell yeah. Yon. Hell yeah. That's the answer we're looking for. Thank you very much, Wacky Mendoza. It was, a, uh, it was just a blast talking to you, man. Finally have you on the podcast. Yes. Maraming salamat. Look forward to being back here again, sir. Oh, yeah. Yon. Definitely. Most you definitely. can see this man at boot camp. This man has so much swag, he booked his reappearance. I know. Oh. I know. That's a whole different level of swag right there. We're coming right back with our picks of the week, episode number 60 of the SGP podcast. Stay tuned. All right, down to the last stretch of this week's episode. You just got to give you our picks of the week. Of course, if you're new to this segment of the podcast, it's when we give you the most must-see segment, uh, match, interview, or promo, or anything else that we came across this week in wrestling that we particularly liked. I'm going to start off with mine. Uh, Last week, they released an E60 documentary on NXT, which highlights uh, the the careers. How does it work? I have it on my phone. I just haven't seen it yet. Right, so... uh, How did it work? How was the format? It established NXT as the development system, and then it took a look at the careers of Adam Rose, uh, Xavier Woods, and Corey Graves. So, yung start of their careers, how they progressed through NXT, and where they are right now, in a nutshell. So, marami siyang gaps, like palipat-lipat from one guy to the other, to the other, in the back to that one so guy. So, was it, was it like a very long format thing? Like it was an hour. Months? It was an hour. No, no, no. I mean, like... 
the scope of the docu? Actually, it was very interesting how they did it because they started filming this as early as 2013. Oh, wow. wow. So, if you were looking... 60 minutes. Right. If you're looking at Corey Graves, there were some interviews now. Wala pa siyang neck tattoos. And then there are some interviews now. he looks the way he, he does right now. Na puro tattoo. Like Adam mm. Levine. <laughs> Basically like Adam Levine, right. So, yun. Um, and I guess one little takeaway I had was the fact na banlag pala si... Uh, duling pala si Corey Graves. I, I never noticed that. that. No, I, I, I kind of noticed it, it a bit. But yeah, when you see him without his glasses, duling siya. So, so there. Uh, that, that's my pick of the week just because it really puts into perspective the lengths that these guys go to pursue their dreams, number one. Number two, I now have a soft spot for Adam Rose, for Ray LaPont. Everyone, everyone has a soft spot for Adam Rose now. Yeah. yeah. So there. Um, it's a must-see if you love your NXT, and I recommend that you go do it. Okay. Okay. My pick of the week is John Cena and Neville from this week's edition no of Raw. <laughs> Alan, last week. week. No, this week was. I really like this week. Okay. I mean, okay, last week aside, Sami Zayn hurting himself. God, I love that match. But you know, I mean, we haven't talked about last week. But then this week, I really enjoyed Neville versus Cena, just because it was believable that he could have won. That Neville was like inches away, and then Rusev comes in for the run-in. But I really thought that, you know, like for a moment there, I was like, oh, God, he's got it. He's got off. Oh, fuck, it's a run-in. I don't know how any of you can still think that the challenger has it. Oh No, I just... Yeah. It's the, it's it. the mark in me. It's the mark in me. Honestly. And I mean, okay, last week, last week with Sami Zayn was a really, really great match, in my opinion. And I mean, I'm a Sami Zayn mark, but I marked out very hard. And we never talked about it, but Sami Zayn, raw debut solo, love it. Now, I thought it was smart that they preserved the red arrow. I think that was the mm, biggest yeah, takeaway. That was, that, was the, that was one of the things also. He performed a second row corkscrew. During the match, yeah. which, you know, takes the place of a red arrow, looks very impressive, but then at the same time, is still not a red arrow. Okay. Very good match, very solid match. Run-in was smart, but I see Neville challenging for the lower-tier titles very soon. Right. And As winning. He As he should. All right, my pick of the week, uh, real quick, so because we have to wrap this up, is Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins from last week's Raw that put Ambrose in the title match at Payback. And Great basically, match. I only have five words for this. If you haven't seen it yet, match of the year contender. Contender. Yes. It Just, is that it is I that think it was good. the best Ambrose Rollins match in their series so far. Considering the considering, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Cell. Oh, considering they had, the, they, well, had, they had a Hell in a Cell. They had a Lumberjack match that reinvented the Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. They've had... A match. A, ma- a, a, yeah, a match. Solo, a singles a, match. A mano a mano match. Just out of grudge. This was really great. This, this one was, was really, really e- was everything was just right for this one. It was perfect. Oh. Like the, the stakes were perfect. The setup was perfect. The match itself was great. The result was perfect. The result was perfect as well. As much well, as as much as we hate. So if you missed it, you just need to go see it. Just go see that one match if you missed last week's episode of Raw. That's all. All right. And, you know, Sami Zayn. Okay. And Cena. Gotcha. But, but Ambrose Rollins was so good, it beat... Zane's debut, I, in my opinion, it did. It did. I, I honestly will say I marked out harder for the first, for Sami Zayn versus John Cena, but good guy. Mm. All right, let's do this. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we gotta thank, of course, uh, 
the Mellow 94.7 studios for always having us. We also got to thank our boys and girls from PWR for letting us, the SGP podcast, be the home of PWR. And right. don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Let us know how uh, what you think. Do rate us. Let us know on Facebook, on the on, on Twitter. Doesn't matter on social media, whatever it is that you want us to uh, you want us to do to improve or whatever. Let us know. Uh, of course, we're excited for next week. We got Revolution X happening on oh, May twenty three. Yeah. Doors open at six p.m. Makati Cinema Square. All your favorite PWR stars will be there live and in the flesh. And after the shows, there will be a meet and greet with. Everybody. Everybody. And tickets are still going for 250 pesos. You get tickets right now at Rumpus Room in Cabal X. Oh, we are selling there. Yes, yes we, are. we are. We're also selling uh, tickets at the gate itself. Oh. So show up early. As early as about 5 o'clock, we start selling tickets. Yeah, right. so you'll be able to get a seat by then. It's going to be a fun show. Best 250 pesos you've, uh, you'll be spending probably for this mm-hmm. month or and for, the next for, month. For anything. Why would you go to a gig when you can watch this? Why would you waste your money on a... 250 get, gets you how many McRibs, Mr. McRib and Dorsey? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half McRibs? Two and a half. Why would you buy two and a half McRibs when you can watch PWR? You can even buy half a McRib. You can't. The two McRibs and a cheeseburger, I guess. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, it's 1130. Uh, it's time yeah. to go home. It's time to go home. We're out See of ya. here. See ya. Peace. Peace. My name is Joaquin Mendoza, and no one does it better than I do. You're listening to the SGP Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 